At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. It's hour number two of Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. My, my name is Mike Pritchard. We're out here in Las Vegas. Josh Applebaum is out in Boston. Uh, coming up this hour, we're going to have uh, Mark Dominic, uh, former NFL GM, uh, to break down some of this news. Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones, all that. Betting market as well. So looking forward to that, Josh. Um, so the Mavericks at the Clippers, uh, this game is intriguing. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, we talked about this briefly. Um, wh- whether you trust Dallas or not, man, they, they got the job done in game one. So now the Clippers are up against it. They wanted this situation. They kind of tanked to get this situation. Uh, they're laying seven, Josh. Uh, two, uh, 215 and a half uh, is the total as well. What are you seeing from the market? Yes, what I'm seeing here, Pritch, is a lot of respect to money coming in on the Clippers. And I think to me, this goes into what we talk a lot about, like ticket versus money splits, which I think the whole point of this and uh, my whole thing is low bets, higher dollars. That's something I always try to look for, because if you can ideally be kind of against the public and with the respect of money, how do you interpret that? And a lot of people you know, always say, like, do you want me with the money or against it? Only with the money if it's Billy Walter's money here, Pritch. If it's big money that is coming from respected pro bettors, I want to be against the money if it's recreational $5, $10 bets uh, from just, uh, you know, kind of conventional bettors here. But uh, what this comes, what this tells me here, Pritch, uh, and we got a great breakdown here from John Ewing at BetMGM, but the, the current split, which is I'm seeing pretty much in every book, is that the tickets are kind of even right down the middle here, uh, about 50-50. But the money, the money, the money is important. 76% of the money is on the Clippers here. So what does that tell you? It tells you that, you know, in a vacuum, a line shouldn't move at all if the tickets are even, theoretically. However, not every ticket is created equally. It looks to me like a lot of the tickets coming in on the Mavericks are kind of those lower, smaller wagers where the bigger wagers are coming in here uh, on the Clippers, causing the Clippers to go from minus six up to six and a half, now up to seven. I even see a seven juiced up like it may go to seven and a half. So this reminds me a lot of that Bucks line from yesterday, the way that it's moving. And to me, Pritch, I never want to go directly against smart money. So to me, it would be Clippers or no play. I don't really, and again, the Mavericks could win. They could easily cover. But when you see such a sharp move like that, mm-hmm. it's either be with the move and try to beat the closing line or lay off. I don't want to go directly up against a sharp move. So that's why I wouldn't play the Mavericks. Tonight. Okay, game two favorite at home right there in that situation too. Uh, what about the uh, NFL, uh, the NBA uh, ref assignments on this one? Uh, <laughs> do you have any insight on these guys? 
Uh, a little bit here, Pritch. So um, this kind of well, kind of goes against kind of a little bit what I said, but we always got to say uh, we got to call it a Scott Scott Foster day, Pritch. This is when uh, Scott Foster texts text me and then texts Donahue, and then uh, then we see what happens with in terms of the line here. But you do have with Bill Kennedy, Curtis Blair, and Scott Foster. All of these refs are road refs. So again, you know, it's so number one. Uh, you know, sharps know this trend and every other trend in the world. So if they're still hitting the Clippers, it seems like they're not too worried about Scott Foster being a road ref guy. Um, I would say though, uh, Curtis Blair is really good to the under, and this is a sneaky underplay pitch. A lot of these, the total with the Mavs, Mavs Clippers, it opened like 216, 216 and a half. It's down to 215 and a half. So it's ticked down a little bit here. I think it landed right at 216 that first game. That was what 113 to 103. So uh, the conspiracy theory there would be. You know, hey, the refs slightly would favor the Mavs, but the fact that pros know that and they're hitting the Clippers anyway, maybe they're not too concerned about it. Okay, so we still have Boston catching nine and a half, uh, and then we saw the ref assignments for that game as well against the Nets. Yeah, so for this one here, um, you know, you would have uh, Ken Maurer. Ken Maurer would be the number one name to look at, Kenny Maurer, because okay. he is really great to the road the road team here. Mm-hmm. Look, historically, he's about 54% ATS to the road team. That would benefit the Celtics. Corbin's kind of down the middle. Capers is a little more of a home uh, home ref here, but my angle with the Celtics game would be to the over a little bit, a little bit of over trends here. If you look, especially with James Capers, he's been really good to the over, not quite, you know, Scott Foster type level bridge, but calling a lot of fouls, you know, stopping the clock, getting free throws, you know, slowing the game down more possessions. That'll be something to keep an eye out for. And again, the fact that that Celtics nets, um, you know, went under the first, the first game, even though it was a really high total that the odds makers dropped the total now, Yet it's now rising 226 and a half up to 227, 227 and a half. The, the refs do a, a little bit benefit that Celtics overplay. Okay. And then Lakers Suns, uh, what do you make of those uh, ref assignments in that game? The Lakers uh, still uh, the favorite, minus two on the road, game two, 210 uh, is the total. Yeah. So all three, Forte, Zarba, and Trey Maddox in this Lakers Suns game would be road refs. So okay. again, I, I'm, I'm kind of holding this Suns ticket here. Uh, trying to get a two or, you know, see it maybe fall to one and a half. We talked about how the Lakers are a big public play at the line really hasn't moved at all. So these guys would all be road rest, which if you like the Lakers, if, if I, and I mentioned this earlier, pitch, if I'm betting the Lakers, I'm money lining them. I'm going minus 130. I'm not going to mess around with a two point win and push a one point win and lose. Um, but you would also look in terms of the total in this one. This is good for my over. I, I like this over in the Lakers Suns game. Open 208, up to around 210 and a half. And two out of these three refs are big to the over. Zarba and Maddox, both between about uh, 52 and 54% to the over. So uh, long story short, Pritch, do you have anything that perfectly lines up like with the movement Mm -hmm. and the refs? But again, uh, the refs to me are a cherry on top. It's when you do all your capping, do you also have this tiny little edge that you can maybe feel more confident about? Or does it go the other way? regardless don't overvalue the rest okay but i just think it's, it's interesting to talk about and it can be a tiny little bit more of an edge absolutely uh now i'm going to be watching the officials in this one though uh to be honest with you josh how about uh prop shot time uh when it comes to these uh player props in, in the nba let's start with the celtics uh and the nets you got tatum at 30 and a half points seven and a half rebounds uh can we get kemba walker to show up 23 and a half points uh three and a half rebounds too yeah, so a couple of these have caught my eye. Number one, uh, Jason Tatum. I think you're going to need a big game out of Tatum here tonight. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's the focal point. Uh, pretty much a lot harder for him now with uh, without kind of Jalen Brown being kind of his uh, his 1A to his 1B. But 30 and a half points, that's a little bit a little bit high for me. I'd look toward some of these, these lower-tier players. Um, you know, I would look Marcus Smart under threes. This is a guy that, um, you know, can be very streaky. And I think right now the streak is kind of going downward. So under two and a half threes would be something I'd look for Marcus Smart. Uh, and then Tristan Thompson down low. Can he get you seven points, eight rebounds? I think they're going to lean on him quite a bit, um, especially with, you know, Robert Williams sometimes uh, with injury concerns or leaving early. Uh, but you're going to need a big game out of Kemba. He's at 23 and a half tonight. Can Kemba get you 24? I kind of like the Kemba over in that spot. Okay. I mean, I like it too. They're going to need him to go over, to be honest with you, uh, because the path to victory for Boston would certainly be for the big two to kind of neutralize two players from the Nets, Kenny the Jet Smith talked about that. Uh, and then, like, one player could go off for the Nets. That'll be okay, but uh, you can't let two or three players go off uh, against you. Yeah, you really can. And that's kind of the, the Belichick, you know, take away what you do best or at least make you make you get beat by some of the lesser players mm-hmm. and you just tip your cap and say, hey, what are you going to do? But um, the other one that caught my eye, Pritch, a little bit, Evan Fournier, two and a half. Okay. Two and a half three-pointers over under. I think that over has some value. Can he get you three threes? And, again, the focal points being – 
Tatum and Walker. Can they space the floor enough to get Fournier some open threes? Is a guy that uh, has shot very well from three in his career and this year. And that over two and a half, more than I look at it, uh, is intriguing to me here. So as a Celtics fan, is um, is Smart banged up right now? I mean, he's going to have a, a tough assignment out there on the court. He is. And, you know, Smart, I, I go back and forth on Smart. He's a he's a love him or hate him type guy. You love his, en- his energy, love his defensive emphasis. Um, but there was kind of a thing that happened in Boston where Kendrick Perkins called uh, called Smart out. And he said, hey, the guys are getting sick of Marcus Smart. His antics, sometimes he'll, you know, he'll do stupid things or complain to the refs or just – uh, he's a very volatile guy, and typically that's been a good thing if you're surrounded by you know veterans that kind of offset him. But there's just kind of some weird things going on with Smart right now. He has battled injuries throughout the year, um, but I would say he's a guy where if he's if he's a supplementary, you know, uh, fourth, fifth best player on the team, I think you're pretty good. If you're leaning on him to be your three, uh, you're in trouble a little bit here. So I would say the arrow on Smart is is turning down a little bit here, just in terms of his ill-advised shots, right? Uh, and and kind of um, maybe taken away from the other players around him. True road situation, too, in the playoffs, no longer in the bubble. Uh, let's see what the Nets do. What about the player props uh, for the Nets? Durant at 27 and a half. Uh, Irving is at 24 and a half. Harden, 22 and a half. Yeah, Harden, to me, I kind of always go to because I feel like when you're looking at James Harden props, you have multiple opportunities to go, you know, points, rebounds, assists, and mm-hmm. obviously triple-double type numbers there. Um, but I would look, uh, you know, Harden, to me, uh, in terms of assist, eight and a half. Can you get? Can you go over there for you? I think it's a guy that um, he's won all the scoring titles. You know, he's been incredible with Houston for years and years and years, even before that OKC when he was younger. But I think he's really embracing his role as I've, I've scored a million points. Let me incorporate my other teammates here. So looking at over eight and a half, I'd be looking at uh, at Harden here to maybe maybe facilitate a little bit more than usual. Okay, one and a half three pointers. Uh, I would think uh, home court in uh, a playoff scenario. Uh, would you? Bet Harden to go over that one and a half three pointers. It's definitely appealing, you know. And I would say, Pritch, if we had uh, if we had Biff Tannen's almanac from uh, <laughs> from uh, from from Back to the Future, if we took all the overs for the three pointer props for the Bucks last night, imagine if we did right. that. Uh, Bryn Forbes just going nonstop. So um, that's something to keep an eye out for. To me, those three pointer props are really where I gravitate, Pritch, just because of the style of the NBA right now. It's a lot of shooting, a lot of threes. I think like. You know, Josh Towers talked about like analytics and baseball kind of ruining the game in a way. Uh, I think in basketball, it's all about shooting threes because you're going to get three pointers instead of two, you know, home runs instead of instead of singles. A lot of these three point, if you can do your homework here, maybe a bad defensive matchup versus a uh, versus a guy who can shoot a good, a good three point percentage. That's something I look toward in a league that really emphasizes the long ball. Okay, let's get to the Mavs and the Clippers. Uh, Dante, she's at 28 and a half, Josh. Uh, rebounds, seven and a half assists, nine and a half. Wow. Three pointers, two and a half. Okay, Porzingis, uh, 19 and a half points as well, eight and a half rebounds. Yeah, look uh, down the line a little bit. Uh, Hardaway Jr., okay. I think this is a guy that is, a, is an X factor for this team because you, you expect Doncic to light it up. He's, a, he's an all world player, one of the best in the world. Porzingis, to me, too, when he's healthy, is a great contributor. But down the, down the road, if you look toward like, Hardaway Jr., Finney Smith, some of these supplementary players, I think that's where you can make a little bit of money. So I just isolate Hardaway Jr. because this is a guy that uh, if he can pump it in from three, get you some points, he can maybe cash some of these props for you. The over two and a half is something I'd look at. The over 16 and a half is something as well. Uh, but I like I like always going down the board because if you're looking at player props, the big name guys are going to get all the attention. But really when you go further down the board, I think those are really where the value plays are located. I agree with you. Uh, I look for role players uh, with these prop situations, certainly because, you know, sometimes they can go out of their mind. Sometimes they don't show up. Uh, how about the uh, Clippers with George? Uh, 26 and a half points. Leonard, 26 and a half points. Um, hmm. Eight and a half <laughs> rebounds for Leonard as well. Wow. What do you think yeah, of these, these numbers? Don't- <laughs> they're pretty high, both with George and Leonard. I mean, pretty much those are, are, are kind of in the ballpark of a, you know, close to 30 at that point. Um, Marcus Morris is a guy that intrigued me. I remember him. He played for the Celtics, a guy who can really pump in the three pointers. I look at over two and a half in that spot. Uh, also Zubats down low five and a half rebounds. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that can clog the paint, even defense, you know, offensive defensive doesn't matter. Pritch, can he get you six or more uh, opportunity there possibly? Um, but again, I, I lean on these on the, the public leans on these big ones. Go down the line a little bit. Morris, Zubats, I'd look to those overs. Okay, let's get back to some series prices as well, too. Uh, maybe a chance to grab uh, some numbers here. Maybe not, Josh. I mean, what do you think of the Jazz currently minus 400 against the Grizzlies, uh, plus 310 right now? 
man, this one's tough. I did see with um, Donovan Mitchell, he was upset because mm-hmm. he said, quote unquote, he was ready to go and they didn't clear him. And maybe they're holding him out being a little cautious here. Um, I would imagine the Sun, the Jazz still win this series. And by the way, Pritch, uh, our sixth man bet on Jordan Clarkson got that one, which was nice, which was a, a huge hit in that in that spot. But mm-hmm. um, I'd still be looking at Grizzlies plus money if they keep if they keep giving it to you. Um, I dabble a little bit. I still think Utah wins this series. But in terms of value, uh, plus money on a team up 1-0, uh, it's, that's kind of on, on its face value is something that's kind of uh, kind of appealing. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating, too, because uh, people are suggesting that Utah underestimated uh, uh, Memphis here. Like, how do you do that in the playoffs, first of all? <laughs> Why would you do yeah. that? Yeah, I don't it's your own peril here, Pritch. Yeah, you never want to do that and give, give the other team life. Also, you know, you go into a big series where, you know, Grizzlies are the eight, Jazz are the one. Uh, don't let a team get hot. I remember the Red Sox and the Yankees. Remember when they were down 3-0, Pritch? Kevin Millar said, don't let us win tonight because we got Pedro, we got Derek Lowe, you know, we got Kurt Schilling. Don't don't give the Grizzlies too much confidence here. I think mm-hmm. you're playing with a little fire with the Jazz. It's a young team uh, led by John Morant. Uh, Jackson's back, obviously. Dylan Brooks has been awesome right. uh, for the Grizzlies here. So don't, don't, don't think you're just going to turn it on, flip the switch, and beat this team. Uh, I would not underestimate them if I were the Jazz. And the also thing is, like, you could see the setting up as another like jazz great regular season can't get done the playoffs. I think that pressure will really mount on Utah if they fall down 2-0 maybe. Yeah, I'm looking at the Mavs right now plus 120 against the the one old lead against the Clippers. The Clippers have a lot to prove, uh, not only to everybody but to themselves. I think uh, maybe a loss of confidence here, but uh, still, you know, minus 145 to win this series though. Yeah, so this one I actually kind of like maybe pulling uh, the trigger here right now on the Clippers minus 145. Uh, just in terms of getting a better number, you know, based on the opener, this line was even higher. What was it, Pritch? Like close to like minus 200, I think, when it, mm-hmm. when the series price opened. But at minus 145, just based on the really, you know, kind of undeniable sharp action to the Clippers here tonight, even though tickets are split, Clippers have gone from minus six up to minus seven. So if you if you think they get it done tonight, they even the series one one. I think this one forty five is going to get it's going to evaporate. You're, you may not get this low of a number again. Now that's the caveat of if you believe in the Clippers, you could also say, hey, Mavs are uh, led by Doncic. Clippers right. team is overrated. They can't get done the playoffs. Plus my, I don't disagree. But until they lose, I just still think this Clippers team so talented, shot incredible from three. Minus 145 may be the best number you're going to get before this thing changes. Okay, an opportunity to grab the Nuggets at plus 125, the three seed. How about the four seed, the Knicks plus 230 against the fifth seed, the Hawks minus 275? So I like the Hawks in the series. That was another series bet okay. I made. I know, uh, I think uh, JBT and maybe Will Hill were both on that one. I, lo- I know Patrick Maher liked the, that Hawks at minus 120 there. Knicks plus 230, I don't mind it. I think this thing goes deep, but I do think the Hawks uh, end up prevailing. All right. I love the fact that these uh, prices evolve with these series. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes it highly intriguing, that's for sure. Uh, let's get back to the NHL playoffs. Uh, some tough divisions. Again, the Golden Knights had a chance to get that rest uh, as, as they could have matched up or they, they should matchup certainly with the as we'll see if they can get it done coming up but which uh division which teams are going to prevail in these competitive competitive divisions that's coming up next At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking to hire? Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidates faster. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. Betting Across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Josh, uh, let's pick the winner uh, out of these divisions in the NHL. Uh, The North Division still got three teams to choose from. The Leafs minus 250, the Jets plus 210. Uh, Canadians, 10 to 1. Yeah, to me, purchase is a two-team race. I'm still yeah. pretty high on the Maple Leafs, I think, just in terms of talent, in terms of, uh, you know, some of these young guys kind of combined with an old, you know, type roster. You have guys like uh, Austin Matthews and Marner and uh, kind of combine them with uh, the veteran presence of, like, Spezza and Thornton. As long as they can get good goaltending and Jack Campbell can, can play well for them, I like them to, uh, to advance in this series and meet the Canadians. But I will say I'm intrigued by the Jets plus 210 in terms of a big rest angle because the Jets obviously surprised at least everybody, at least I thought they surprised me a ton by beating up on the Oilers here, Pritch, and now they're going to be able to sit back and really wait and get a big rest advantage as they wait for the Leafs and the Canadian series to end here. So uh, I think people are sleeping on the Jets. I still like the Leafs here to win this series, but I think that rest angle could really, really bode well, maybe even for uh, or even look toward game one where they could be really rested versus mm-hmm. the Leafs team that just had a grueling series with the Canadians. Yeah, how about that? Uh, they dropped that first game out there talking about the Leafs, so plus 210 for a rested Jets uh, team. I like that angle. And it goes uh, par the course here for the uh, West Division. The Avs minus 190. The Knights, if they can get it done, plus 170 right now. And then the Wild 20-1. to 1. Yeah, so I like the I like the Avs to win this series. That yeah. was pretty, uh, another cocky play here overall. I just think... Pritch, your, uh, your, your second home abs here are just like unbelievable here in Colorado, seeing the way they kind of just uh, blew through the Blues. And the Blues weren't the same as that Cup team in 2019, but mm-hmm. uh, they made it look easy against them. And they have some great veterans still on that team and uh, and just kind of just blew right by them. So uh, to me, I just want abs Knights. I think that's going to be an incredible series back and forth. You know, if you could get Knights plus 170, I don't. I really don't uh, hate that at all. I think that's going to be a tight series, and I think, uh, you know, it could go uh, minimum like five, six games, maybe seven games. I like the Avs, though, really to advance. I think the Avs as a, as a cup-winning play uh, okay. is not bad at all either. Minus 190 right now. Would you grab it uh, if you're interested? I mean, the Knights and the Wild could go to game seven. <laughs> <laughs> they, they really could. I think the other thing we talk about, too, is um, let's see the lines on these games if the Knights and the Avs go head-to-head because mm-hmm. uh, minus 190 a little high right now. Um, you know, if anything – Maybe if the if the Wild win another game and make the Knights sweat, 
you're going to get a better number here on the Golden Knights if you wait it out a little bit. But uh, I, I would still take the Avs here to win that, to win that right. West Division. Arrested Avs uh, team out there in Colorado. How about the Central Lightning uh, minus 110, the Hurricanes plus 165, Panthers plus 750, longer shot. Predators, they're still alive at plus 900. Yeah, Preds still alive. Uh, you're so, so you're saying there's a chance here, Preds, with the Preds. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think that Preds um, play, even though it's a long shot, great odds there. Uh, I don't really see them um, reaching the, that, the level of winning that division. You know, to me, the Lightning at minus 110, that's a play that I'll make. I just think you're pretty much just laying standard juice on a spread or an over-under play there with the Lightning minus 110. This is a team that, uh, yeah, they, you know, have uh, dip, lost the last game there against the Panthers, which shout out to Brady Cannon. He called that that Panthers game from yesterday. Great job by Brady. Uh, the Canes are intriguing plus 165. But I just think the Lightning, a team that knows what it takes, mm-hmm. defending champs, Getting healthy, Kucherov is back. I think they're gonna be tough to beat. I think the Lightning win that win that yeah, division. That was a great call. To be honest with you, uh, Bruins uh, minus two twenty five, Islanders uh, plus two sixty, uh, Pittsburgh uh, plus six fifty as well. Pritch, it's great when you can be a fan of a team, but also cover up the name of the team and still see value on them. And that's what I see with the Bruins here. Uh, this is a beast team that um, you know I think dismissed the Capitals maybe earlier than you would have thought. Mm-hmm. Really hitting their stride, getting great great goaltending from Tuka Rask, and now they get to play the game that the Jets get to play, which is sit back and let your next opponents beat up on each other, uh, physical series, get rested, rehab, and get your treatment, and get ready to roll in the next series because the Bruins already punched their ticket. They're minus 225. That's a big number here, but they're going to play the winner of an Islanders-Penguins series that, that's probably going to go six or t- definitely six, but at least seven or maybe seven. So that could really bode well for a veteran team that really could use this time off. Give me the bees there with that land, that number. Okay. I wanted to ask you a question about uh, Florida and Tampa Bay. I mean, do you think Florida got into their heads a little bit uh, slashing and what they did towards the end of that, um, that previous game before last night's game? They may have. I mean, okay. these teams in the same division, they went back and forth all year. To me, the Florida Panthers are a great story because mm-hmm. uh, you really don't think of that as being a hockey town and really being, uh, you know, beloved hockey fans. But uh, that's, a, that's a team that's given all the Lightning all they can handle. I still think the Lightning win, but credit to the Panthers for keeping this thing close. Yeah, plus 750 right now. <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's uh, intriguing, you know. I love these odds and these situations uh, in hockey right now. Uh, we're going to do leans and picks uh, coming up in the next segment uh, because Mark Dominic, uh, former NFL GM, is going to join us in the final segment uh, to go through all the NFL news. So leans and picks coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new feature on vcin.com. Every day, we are posting the latest betting splits on every game and major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games, which is sure to give you a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. Welcome back. Betting Across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Uh, so, Josh, we're going to get to some leans and picks, um, but uh, with a little Papa Giorgio involved here because you are on a roll. So, even though these are going to be some gross plays, I imagine uh, maybe not so gross. Uh, so, what do you have between the San Diego Padres uh, and the Milwaukee Brewers? Six and a half to total, uh, Milwaukee minus 122 at home. Yeah, Pritch. So I think uh, first gross play for me would be backing Milwaukee again in this spot here. Okay. I think uh, number one, it's why is it gross? Because on the surface, how do you not take plus money with San Diego, mm-hmm. who's got one of the best records in baseball, 30 and 18. Milwaukee's barely a game above 500. But I call this one, Pritch. Uh, number one, you had the Milwaukee Brewers win yesterday for the Sharps. Big hit, five to three. Uh, They're like a minus 110 ish kind of slight favorite there in that spot. And the big thing to me is that gambler's fallacy of, Hey, the Padres are great. They lost yesterday. They got to bounce back and win today. But that's not what we're seeing. You know, the Padres, uh, a lot of these shops, you had the Milwaukee Brewers actually open uh, around minus 115-ish. 
They're all the way up to around minus 130 now at this point. So even though you have all this money coming in on San Diego, the line's moving to the Brewers. And I think one advantage here uh, is kind of buying low a little bit on a Brewers team that barely above 500, but also no Manny Machado. He's still out here for the San Diego Padres. And also betting on Corbin Burns, a guy who uh, really uh, set the record recently for most strikeouts here without issuing a walk. But also, Pritch, it's that uh, it's, it's that um, that correlative betting where you're on a favorite with a low total. The total in this game is six and a half. Uh, you've actually seen a little bit of over money there, like minus 120 to the over. But a uh, a how do you not take San Diego's spot for the public? Yet the line's moving to the Brew Crew. I'll back the Brew, Brew Crew once again uh, here to, to lay this number and hopefully get a win in this spot. Yeah, I agree with you. That's not so gross. Um, we're going to call it gross, <laughs> but it's not. Um, you know, Snell, for the first time, pitching up there in Milwaukee, uh, that was a factor, obviously, right? Oh, huge factor yeah. there in that one. Yeah. The other one, Pritch, uh, and I know we're up against it. Let's try to fit in as many as we sure. can here. But um, the Dodgers and Houston. Mm. So uh, this is a uh, World Series rematch from 2017. A lot of bad blood. Remember, the uh, the Houston Astros won that World Series in seven games, but they cheated. Uh, they are banging on trash cans. Pritch, if I bang on this mic twice, a curveball's coming, okay? <laughs> if I bang on it once, it's just a fastball. Um, so that whole intrigue, I think, is going to create a really heavily bet games in this series. But I like the Astros tonight. Um, number one, big public play to the Dodgers. Dodgers started off amazing, had that two or three week stretch where they were terrible. Now they're playing great again. I think they've won six or seven in a row. Houston struggled a bit here, but this is all about this line movement toward Houston, Pritch. This game open, Kershaw and the Dodgers listed around minus 130. They're all the way down to minus 113. This line is becoming almost a pick em type game after the Dodgers open as a big favorite. So that tells me big money coming in here, Houston plus money at home. Uh, this would also match one of my favorite systems, these interleague line moves. When you're playing interleague play, you got to play to the style of the ballpark that you're, that you're in the league that you're in. But for whatever reason, when Sharps hit these interleague plays, these interleague series games, whoever they're hitting in the lines moving to, they've done very, very well. They're 47 and 32, 59%, 10% ROI. So that thing stinks to me, Pritch. Everyone's been the Dodgers and Kershaw. Lines yet going the other way to Houston. Try to get as much plus money as you can. This thing may end up going to the minus number at some point. Okay, what's interesting about uh, this game to me is people wanted to fade uh, Kershaw at the beginning of the year. Remember that? Uh, and, and yet he's 6-3, and three, uh, 3.18 ERA. Uh, certainly looking at that. Um, but yet he's getting these decisions, though. Uh, and then Granke, he's 4-1, 3.7 ERA as well. Yeah, great point by you, Prish. And I would say, you know, two great pitchers on the mound. It's kind of a, um, you know, kind of a basic, you know, thought process here. But uh, looks like Sharps are leaning under in this one. Okay. You know, total open uh, eight and a half. It's or somewhere eight up to eight and a half. But the eight and a half now is really juiced up to the under. Like it may come back down to eight. Um, so that would lean me to uh, lean a little bit there on that under. Also, interleague unders this year have done very well. If you kind of look at the uh, the updated numbers here, forty four and thirty eight. Nothing crazy, but around. 54.5% there in that spot. The other thing with Houston Fritch, they've done very, very well against lefties mm-hmm. uh, over the last, I would say, maybe like three or four years. I think since 2018, they're, uh, let me see, 98 and 55, 64% against left hand starting pitchers. I know Kershaw's not your average lefty, um, but to me, this move to, to the Houston here uh, is a worthwhile play based sure. on that big move in their favor. Yeah, I like it. Um, St. Louis and Chicago. The White Sox, uh, St. Louis, the dog in this one, uh, plus 129 with their ace on the bump. Uh, eight is a total as well. Give me Southsiders here, Prince. I like okay. the Southsiders. Number one, uh, uh, Josh Towers. Uh, it scared me that he's he likes the Cardinals here, and I don't blame him. Flaherty has been unbelievable here. But my angle on this one is Flaherty's insanely good, yet this line open with the White Sox as a favorite, and they become more of a favorite, even though public betting is all over St. Louis Day. This is the most – lopsided dog play of the day, almost two-thirds of bets, saying, give me that plus money with St. Louis. Um, but yet, the White Sox went from, like, minus 125 all the way up to around minus 140. So that would be a big steam move in their favor, interleague line move in their favor. You've also seen non-division home teams do very, very well with a line move. They're about 60% overall. So uh, I'll go, hopefully, Tony Larusa. I don't know if he's got the magic sauce here going against his old team. <laughs> But hopefully he makes it two in a row here. I'll be on the White Sox. All right. Sounds good. Um, and then uh, Atlanta and Boston. I was curious about, because you're back out there in Boston. Uh, any line movement to note of this game? Nine and a half uh, is the total in this one. Yeah, I wish we would made a hit on this a little bit earlier, Pitch, because movement's coming in right now. But um, I like the Red Sox in this one, not just because I'm I'm back in the bean here, Pritch, but uh, this is a good move in their direction. A lot of these books actually open around minus 110, minus 110. 
12 around there to the Braves. At one point, they got to like minus 120. But over the last hour, I would say big money's coming down the Red Sox here. Uh, this line has now moved to where we're showing even, but I'm seeing a lot of books now, minus 110 both sides. So basically you went from short favor with Atlanta to now kind of a coin flip or short favorite to Boston. So that would match uh, the Red Sox here with uh, interleague line move in their favor. Uh, also interleague favorite with a line move in their favor around 61%. And then Pritch doesn't hurt that uh, Garrett Richards, who started off really poorly in Boston. Mm -hmm. He's strung together, uh, I think, three or four, maybe even five really good starts here. So I'm looking at the Sox at home at pretty much just a, just a regular juice number at this okay, point. Okay, what's the weather like, uh, Josh, out there? It's nice out here, Pritch. Nice. I'm going in say, or out? Uh, let me, uh, I love how you ask me these questions, Pritch. <laughs> we got the same mind. Uh, wind is blowing out about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Nice night at Fenway. That total did is rising, nine yeah. and a half up to 10. Looks like some over money. Good job by you, Pritch. Yeah, the over minus 115 now out here in Vegas, too. Nine and a half is that total. Coming up next, Mark Dominic, former NFL GM. Uh, he joins the program to help us out with all this news. Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones, what's going to happen? We can bet on these. Remember that. Uh, that's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Step on the court with BetMGM for a chance to win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 wager on any player to win the French Open. 
If any player serves an ace, you win $100 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN100 and get your slice of the live betting action with BetMGM. It's new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia, and Washington, D.C. Uh, 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line, 800-889-9789 in Indiana. It's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. and We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And happy to bring on to the program former NFL GM, Mark Dominic. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark Dominic NFL. Mark, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Look forward to talking to you for a little bit here to just talk about ball. Absolutely. Uh, there's always something to talk about, right, in the National Football mm-hmm. League. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he didn't make it easy on anybody. Uh, he wants out. Uh, certainly, uh, everybody's kind of familiar with his comments last night. Uh, as a GM, uh, how would you interpret what Aaron Rodgers stated last night? Yeah, I, it's not great. Uh, I certainly don't feel uh, – I would, as a GM, if I was on one of the 31 other clubs, uh, there might be four or five of those that don't call. I think the other ones should all call again and just continue to put pressure on Brian Gutekinds because it doesn't read good at all. And I, and I just, Aaron has gotten to a point where he feels completely disrespected by the organization. And I think when you get to that point and then you've seen how it's been handled before with Brett Favre and how that was ugly, uh, it was, it's certainly um, one of those things where you realize this is not good. And I don't think it's going to end well. I think he's, he's, it's principled now to Aaron. And I think that he's uh, been so vocal about it that he's just decided that, like, I don't have to play. If you guys just want to be that team that's going to just have me sit out for a season, I'll sit out a season. Mark, this is Josh Applebaum. It's great to meet you for the first time and have you on the show. I wanted to get your take on Julio Jones because, obviously, we're a betting network, and this is, like, the most popular prop bet right now of where Julio Jones will go. Uh, you know, we did hear him say he's, he wants out of Atlanta. He mentioned he wants to win, you know, the connection with Cam Newton. We do see the Patriots as the plus 200 favorite to land Julio Jones. So what do you make of this and where do you think Julio may go next? Yeah. So I think the, the Falcons have done a very poor job of managing this situation too. I think Terry Fontenot opened up a bad performance and the, the people aren't paying attention to history. We're not doing a very good job of, of watching how people react I mean, you could have just watched what happened with, you know, the disrespect Aaron Rodgers got, and then you turn around and you say, oh, we'll take a call on every player. And, there's, and that's Julio Jones, who's beloved by them. So to get to your point, I hear the Cam Newton. I'm just not a buyer. I don't believe that. I, I don't think Julio Jones uh, – I would be nervous to go to New England and think we're going to win a championship. I think, personally, if I were able to do something, it's just my personal opinion. I don't have inside information, but I certainly have experience – I think San Francisco by far makes the most sense. I think, you know, Debo Samuel's a great player, but he's been hurt a lot. Brandon Ayuk's a second-year player. You know, they put they went all in on Trey Lance in terms of collateral. That's the only problem that, problem that they have is they don't have a lot of draft picks. But you're not going to get a one for Julio Jones. But you could give up a two and something. And you got to realize if you trade for Julio Jones, Atlanta's the one that's going to eat some of the cap. He's going to come to the club at around $13, $14 million per year, which is actually very digestible from the salary cap perspective. And I think the 49ers want to get back to the postseason. I think they want to get back to the Super Bowl. And I think if they have, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo from one year, then over to Trey Lance, it would be a nice thing to have as a, as a veteran quarterback or a young quarterback to sit there and think, I'm going to Debo, IU, I got Julio Jones, and I got Kittle. I would love that, and I think that, Kyle Shanahan, knowing Julio Jones, think how easy that transition would be to just plug and play him right away week one. Yeah, that's plus 800 right now. We're speaking with Mark Dominic, uh, former NFL GM. Again, I'll follow him on Twitter at Mark Dominic uh, NFL. I-, I was looking at the Raiders uh, as well, but um, I- I'm not sure where the Raiders are in-, in terms of meeting that compensation there for Julio. Um, Julio wants to win too. Um, he can't prevent a trade, certainly. Uh, can you help us out with the inner workings of this trade, though, Mark? Because uh, on one hand, Julio wanted out since March. 
But yet Atlanta, who's at plus 500, they just drafted Kyle Pitts. Uh, they have Calvin Ridley. I mean, why wouldn't they want Julio back in Atlanta? No, I agree. I think this is where Terry Fontenot, the new GM, made a mistake. I mean, I got to think Arthur Blank, who loves Julio Jones. I got to think Matt Ryan and Julio Jones' contracts really kind of tie to each other at the same time they both disconnect from each other. And I think when you add a Kyle Pitts, it's almost it's head-scratching to me that Atlanta would even go down this avenue. I would think, yeah, they think Kyle, Calvin Ridley is the number one to be, but there's nothing wrong, as you've seen in Tampa Bay, that you can have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and things can work out just fine. I mean, John Gruden, like you talked about with the Raiders, having worked with John all those years in Tampa Bay, you know, I remember the year he had Tim Brown and, and Jerry Rice, and he got them basically the same stat line across the board because you can do that as a coordinator. You can find ways to maneuver the ball around to other guys and feed everybody and still have success. Um, the Raiders, I think, are a good enough team, uh, you know, to be one of those postseason possibilities. I think Carr's a good enough player. I think they need another receiver. They do make some sense. I think the thing here with the Falcons uh, is because they continue to let this thing unravel look publicly and they don't say anything. Terry Fontenot hasn't come out and said, you know, I was just talking in Hyper Bowl. I was just, you know, speaking outside the box. I really want Julio here. He wants, we want to be here. But no one's tried to mend the fence, which tells me that you know, they're waiting until June 1st to be able to, you know, push some cap of that money uh, into, you know, the 2022 salary cap instead of all of it, you know, jumping into 2021. Because if you do something prior to June 1st, that salary cap in terms of signing bonus all accelerates. But what you can do is you can have a post-June 1st designation or a post-June 1st trade, and now you can take half of that money and float it into the following year, and that's how you would get through the situation from a cap standpoint for the Atlanta Falcons. Mark, I want to get your take on Deshaun Watson. Obviously, a big topic of conversation here. You know, getting to the question of will he even play this year? So what are you hearing about Deshaun Watson? And then from a betting angle, you know, their win total this year is four games, the one of the lowest in – I think it may actually be the lowest in the NFL this year. They drafted Davis Mills with their first pick. You know, they added Tyrod Taylor. They even added Driscoll. Do we see Deshaun Watson play this year? And if he doesn't, uh, could we be looking at a terrible Texans team and maybe look at that under four wins this year? Well, yeah, if he's not playing, I think that you have a chance at being that terrible Texans team uh, because somebody has to lose, right? Two teams have to lose, and the momentum of that organization is just going to be deflated. You think about J.J. Watt leaving. Obviously, they still haven't really recovered from Hopkins, and now you take Deshaun Watson off the football team. You realize it. I don't love the fact that Deshaun Watson decided to come out even through all this and say, I still don't want to play for the Texans. Like, that's, that's a critical error that I just wouldn't say at this point. There's no reason to say anything. And so he just continues to drive the, the, the dagger into the heart of the Texans. Um, my gut instinct is if you start to see that, you know, if we do a settlement and we want complete anonymity, we don't want anyone speaking about it, tells me that they're leaning and rolling towards that direction and that they just want to make sure that no one's going to talk if they do settle this thing just to make it disappear because uh, that would be the, the course of action. But I do think that if that happens – uh, you know, the Texans will want Deshaun Watson to play at some point, whether it's week four, week five, if he gets, I assume, suspended at least for two to four games um, due to conduct detrimental. Uh, then I think that you, you're going to look at there and say, will Deshaun Watson decide to sit an entire season? And knowing him and his agent, I think he would. Mm. And so I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to play this year because he's also young enough where, yeah, it's a lot of money, but he plays that one position where – no matter what, uh, he's such a great player. He'll push himself out just like Carson Palmer pushed himself out of Cincinnati. Love talking football right now with Mark Dominic, uh, former NFL GM. Uh, Mark, so Urban Meyer, he's a great coach. We all know that. Uh, he has to prove himself, establish himself on this level. Uh, the Tim Tebow situation, uh, it doesn't sound like he's off to a great start. Uh, what do you make of that, and, and what's going on there in Jacksonville, and how great do you think Urban Meyer can be in the National Football League? Yeah, I mean, I look at the Tim Tebow thing, and I think in a way it's really good for Trevor Lawrence because it's just going to deflect so much extra scrutiny that Trevor's going to have on him being the number one pick overall, being the savior for the Jaguars, to being that quarterback that we've been watching for you know, not only you know the years at Clemson, but hearing about him coming through the high school ranks. I mean, he's taken on a lot of pressure through his life, and thankfully being in the Jacksonville market. But that would be all you're talking about with Tim Tebow there. You know, every practice is going to be how did Trevor throw the ball today? It's going to be like, well, did Tim catch any balls? How's he transitioning? You know, that kind of thing. And I think that's going to be helpful for a young quarterback because I don't think it's a big deal to Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he's sitting there going, I want to be talked about more. That's not his character uh, in my mind, and so I think that's a helpful part of it. 
Uh, I also think that Urban Meyer looks at this football team and we can look at it too. And I think that's why, you know, uh, David Caldwell stayed on for so long as the general manager because he kept looking at the roster going, geez, it does feel like there's a lot of talent here. I mean, and, and I, I kind of feel the same way that, you know, this is a, a much better football team than I think we all really want to believe or see because of how bad they've been over year over year. But they haven't played with a quarterback truly there for a decade or, or around. And so when you start to have that much talent and you realize, you know, the impact, think of Tampa Bay. I know it's not Tom Brady. Don't take it that way. But, you know, I was part of the Bucks. We went 10-6 and six but didn't make it the postseason. But there was, a, there was about a 10-year stretch just over that we didn't make the postseason. And then Tom Brady comes in and, you know, suddenly the team's really good and wins the Super Bowl. And so you put Trevor Lawrence in there, I think it's going to be a spark, let alone with Urban Meyer and the staff that I think he's put together is really good. Uh, I, I, uh, I think Jacksonville is a surprise team that's going to win a lot more games than people think. All right. That was awesome. Mark, I uh, can't thank you enough. Um, optimism right there for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love it. Mark yes. Dominic, uh, former NFL GM, thanks again for your time. That was awesome. I appreciate you guys having me on. Anytime, guys. Absolutely. Have a great day. Josh, how about that? Win total time. Let's look it up. Jacksonville. I love it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to win more games than people are anticipating. I'm going to look. Uh, take a second look at those win totals there uh, for Jacksonville. That will do it uh, for us today. Again, congratulations to you, my man. Uh, great job. Papa Giorgio. That's my name. Josh, Josh Papa Giorgio. Papa Giorgio. That's, That's right. That's right. You are on a roll. Keep it going. Uh, we'll see you back you, here buddy. on the program tomorrow. Uh, my guys in the desert coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.